That ended. It was quick. I didn't even realize it. It was the short version, not the long version. Welcome to the Everyday Sniper. You got Frank from Sniper's Hide here, and I'm a little bit wound up. Not in a bad way, in a good way. Got things going on, things I want to talk about. A little story time stuff. I want to, I got to relay this, man. So getting ready for the new year, doing that, and I was upgrading my headphones to these Bose 700s. They suck. Somebody knows how to get this app to work, man. Like, the app doesn't function and disconnects it all the time. And it's like, I've been re- redoing, like, my office. I'm redoing all my services, all new installs, all kinds of stuff. New year, new 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 start, right? And so, it's like, okay, my my, my other bows, I, or I have the Beats. I actually had bows, the old, Quiet Comforts, the old ones and stuff. And, and I, I walked away from bows and went to Beats. And so I had the Beats, um, Beats X or something, I don't know, one of the Beats, but they were the on-ear, not over-ear. And I wanted the over-ear because I ended up getting um, some hearing aids, nice little in-ear ones, tiny little guys. So I wanted the over-ears to sort of work with both and, and whatever. But either way, a little bit more comfortable, especially like when I wear glasses on the plane. I don't like the other Beats. They were a little hard on the cups. Uh, you know, the ear cups and things like that. So I wasn't a big fan of my older Beats, but I'm like, okay. So I was going to get the Beats Studio 3s, but then I'm like looking at some stuff and everything's like, well, the Bose, the Quiet Comforts, you, you know, the, the I guess there's the 35s, but then they said like the 700s were like the deal. But you got to pair it to the app. And if like the app don't work, it don't work and disconnects the headsets from what you listen. So even like, my phone is saying, hey, man, they're connected, but it don't work. It's like these things are totally garbage because of how they tied them to the app. So save your money. They're like 400 bucks. I think I'm going to return them and just go to the Beats Studio. And like I ran all over YouTube and, and like the app don't work like it's supposed to. It's like I set up my my services, right? Music services. And it's like, OK, set that up. And it don't work. I can't access it. It doesn't do any of this. I like put in my serious stuff and it's like, okay, we accepted it. I can't access it through the app. I have no way of doing it. And it's like all the advanced features on this headsets, these headphones, go through the damn app. The app is complete garbage. Barely works, barely stays connected, total shit. Um, so avoid the bows. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to probably get rid of these guys and then, um, end up going to back to the beats, man. And I'm just going to do the beat studios, beat studio three. So let me know what you guys think. I actually made a post on snipers hide in the forum and, uh, it was, it was, you know, nobody really has an answer for me. One of my mods came on and said he ended up returning the bow 700s as well. And I read, and you know, and I'm looking through trying to be like, how do I access like my music through the app? Because it shows it in their videos. Like Bose has like five or six videos on setting stuff up and doing all. None of them are for the headphones. They're all for the sound bars or the home units. And my app doesn't look anything like theirs. So I have no clue what the hell they're doing or how they're accessing it. Even the tune in, like the tune in is supposed to be free. I can't even open the tune in. 
it's like, well, how do I get to the tune in? So I don't know if I need another app. Like if there's the, like my Bose music for this, and then I need like a secondary app to actually use crap. It's terrible, man. All I have to say is Bose, you guys suck, man. I'm not a fan. Of, and, and I got older ones here, man, you know, but they were the ones mainly that you had to put the, the rechargeable battery. I didn't, you know, they're short little guys. I don't like them. I'm going to go back to Beats. Apple, I mean, I work really well in the kind of Apple stratosphere. I don't know if that's what they call it, but that's what I'm going to call it. But um, atmosphere, you know what I mean? And I'm going to end up like, you know, I wanted to, because I'm not a fan of this keyboard got sandblasted on my laptop. And, you know, my laptop was in that sandstorm. And I cleaned it out pretty good, but it's still every now and then there's a little bit, but it's the keyboard problem is part of it because you got sand in that crappy keyboard. Just like the dude on the Oscars bitching about Apple's keyboards. So the new ones are coming, right? So I'm waiting for that 13 so I can get rid of the new 13 inch so I can get rid of my this one and trade up and do all that and kind of complete my package of my 2020 upgrades. Uh, also, I want to talk about uh, a quick little thing on Sniper's Hide. We have a member there, and he he has a company called War Machine Leatherworks, okay? War Machine Leatherworks, and he's out of California, Ventura, California. And I was kind of tooling around, and I think this was a Facebook thing, to be honest with you. Cause I, I, so I, I, I'm going to get to that after, but I, I saw, I, like, there was some Mill vs. MOA drama on Facebook yesterday, and I popped in and made a comment on somebody and, oh, they cried. Oh, I wasn't even talking to them, but I'll get to that in a minute. It was funny as shit. So um, anyway, so uh, War Machine Leatherworks. So I'm seeing all of these sort of everyday carry. We're all big into that, right? Everyday carry stuff. What are you carrying? I just got another, like I got a new Lightfoot. I use um, some Greg Lightfoot knives. And so I grabbed like a new one yesterday, uh, his bullwhip. Really great feel. I like Greg Lightfoot. He makes knives that are like my size, and I have a bunch of custom ones from him. But um, I got a Greg Lightfoot, and uh, really nice. But so I'm seeing some of these like everyday carry leather holster things, guys are like that are being advertised. So I had known that uh, Seth and everything from um, War War Machine, he. Uh, he made like holster, not holsters, leather um, wallets and different things for you. Yeah, I've got my thoughts back to where I was. Anyway, it's like that was kind of messed up. Um, so anyway, um, he he goes and he makes this leather stuff. So I was on Sniper's Hide seeing all these things, and ah, I got to start this over. I like totally messed this all. Like my train of thought just went right out the window. Anyway. War Machine Leatherworks was making wallets and engraving them and doing designs in them. So he custom makes leather stuff. Get my story straight here, right? And so then I'm like, well, wait a minute. I'm seeing these everyday carry solutions. And one of the issues I have, and maybe you guys have it as well, is our iPhones and Androids, right? Our phones are pretty freaking big. I got a iPhone 11 Pro here and with the case on it, like all our pockets and, and like I ended up buying some Arteryx pants. They're like climbing pants, but they're good for like traveling. They got the little built-in belt, kind of like a little hook. And I, yeah, I got to get padded down every once in a while. Depends on the scanner. But it, the bitch is it doesn't have back pockets and it only has one side pocket. And I bought like three pairs of these pants. 
and there are climbing pants, like a no frill, no nonsense, soft shell, really comfortable, really light. I like them and especially for flying. Again, issue no pockets. So then I'm always with the phone and of course we're everywhere with the phone and stuff. So I'm like, well, what do I got to do? I can put a belt on with different stuff, but my phones, if I put them in my pants pocket, I'm, you know, I'm losing a little weight. I'm small as it is. You know, I got to buy like 30 pants and I'm really like a 29. And so they always pull my pants down. Like if I don't have a belt on, I'm screwed because I'm, I'm pretty small. And so I'm like, hey, man, I saw one of these iPhone holsters. Would you make me like a Marine Corps one and a sniper's hide? So I got a light leather and a dark leather holster form. And I measured my phone with the case and everything. Gave it to him, and he hooked me up with these really nice, simple, super simple, but leather holster to carry your phone and stuff. And now you could do, like, you could put other stuff with it if you wanted, like the EDC solutions. But I know a lot of you guys are into, like, the everyday carry. Some guys might have a Leatherman in their pocket, some of their keys. Keys are another thing, right, with our fob. And I've actually seen some of these everyday carry holsters That'll take like a Leatherman, they have a hook for your keys, and then like a flashlight. So there's like some really cool stuff, leather again, coming back around. And with uh, War Machine Leatherworks, War Machine Leatherworks, you can find the dude on Sniper's Hide too. I ought to look up, um, let me look up what the hell his login is. I'm going to mess this all up. And I'm like telling you to get this stuff, and I'm like not even dealing with the login. But um. Uh, let me go page here. But yeah, I mean, it was, it was super easy. I'm like, Hey, who's doing the leather and all the stuff. And it's like, yeah, man. And and they hooked me up and let me get his log on for you. Uh, if I could find it. And of course, right. I'm looking for it now and I'm, and I'm totally not going to be able to find it in any amount of time. Uh, Oh, here we go. Hogs life. So he's under snipers hide as hogs life. And he does leather works and everything like that. So, um, you know, you could totally go up and, and, and get that. But he's a good dude, man. He, he, does, he does a lot of really great stuff. Seth, Seth is his name. War Machine Leather Works. And he's out of California. Does an awesome job. I want to say thanks to him. These are really cool, like I said, for traveling and what. And you, always, you don't always want to be chasing your phone down, right? And, and so I like having it handy without it being in my pants to pull my pants down. You know what I'm saying? I, and we're not always going to be wearing jackets. Like, I like to put it, I have these Vroomy VR, Vroomy, Vroomy. I have these Vroomy merino wool kind of uh, jackets that I wear, and I like putting them on the inside because the pockets and the way they do the inside, you almost have an inside pocket as well as your outside pockets. You know how they sew those? So it kind of creates two pockets, one in, one out. Well, I, that's how I like it, and I end up putting the phone in there. But now that I got a holster, I wear my holsters, and I put my phone in. But he can make a bunch of stuff from wallets, cool designs. He's a good artist. Everything looks good, um, really well made, and they're nice leather, man. They're not going anywhere, and they're big enough. I measured it big enough so that they fit, and if you change phones, it'll still fit, you know. And, and a little bit of room in them because they're deep enough is not a big deal, and they're tight, you know what I mean? Leather, you got to break them in a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to that break-in process. But takes you to your everyday carry, right? Guys are doing everyday carry stuff, and these holsters might be a nice way to kind of hide underneath what you got going inside your waistband. You know what I'm saying? So it might be one of those situations where you can hide it. So yesterday, 
that, right? So uh, Joel over at Precision Rifle Network does a quote from Phil Vallejo about Mills versus MOA. And Phil's deal was, you know, well, how do you know which one is better? Well, what's easier, 17 dimes? Well, you know, how much is 17 dimes or 17 quarters? You got to do the math in your head really quick, right? So add up your quarters versus adding up your dimes. And it's much easier just to slide that decimal point with dimes and to do that. So then all these guys start coming on as they are want to do on Facebook. And they're like, Mills versus MOA, no! You know, we get it. It sucks. It's like the worst thing ever. Um, and it, it, it's, it's kind of like, well, okay. So the guys do the usual where it's just five inches. What's the big deal? Because they always forget that 5% error factor, Mills versus inches per 100 yard. Remember, MOA is just not MOA. There's two of them. There's shooter MOA, which is rounded. And then there's true MOA, which is the full value. And optics, scopes, different things out there we're using can interchange between them without telling you, which we've talked about a gazillion times. So there is a 5% error. 5% error. And if you ignore it, the farther you shoot, the bigger that error becomes. And, and it's cool because like one of the examples I did, and I pull this right off a of JBM. It's not like it's, it's, you know, something you can't do on your own and find it. Let me find this uh, right here. So, again, if I have inch per 100 yard, go to JBM and in one column put your inch per 100 yard and in the other column put your MOA. So now you're going to go to your software, right? software hello because you all got software phones right you got your phone in your uh, war machine holster phones in the holster you pull it out to pull out your ballistic data and you say listen everybody i have an moa scope but really you have an inch per hundred yard scope or you do the rounded thing right oh i got five well here if i got to shoot a 1200 yard target with a 308 this is telling me i need 48 and three quarter MOA. Okay, I put 48 and three quarter MOA. But if you round it and you do the inch per hundred yard, you need 51. Here's the deal, dude. And, and a guy came on and, and I'm going to get to this. So 51. Well, dude, what kind of error are you going to have at 1200 yards? This is your 5% error. If you put in 48 when you're supposed to be shooting 51, do you think you're going to hit the target? I'll wait. What's that? No. No. You're not going to hit the friggin' target, douche. Right? So then, so some guy's like, ha, 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 ha. He comes onto my thing. Only Frank Galley thinks he can hit the half inch at 1,000 yards. Because one MOA, one, is 10.47, right? So 10 and a half inches. And if one guy rounds it and the other guy doesn't, he goes, well, look, it's a half an inch. It's a half. I'm jerking off right now. It's a half an inch. And it's like, dumbass, you're not using one MOA to reach a thousand yards for everything. They accumulate, accumulate. They're off into space. They get bigger. It's an angle, dude. Not a linear friggin' straight line. It's an angle. We want to use the angle, not 
not, and I repeat, not the straight line. Linear versus angles. Mills are angles. MOA is an angle. If you change MOA to shooter MOA, you're kind of removing the angle a little bit, but they don't, they interchange, but they don't. They don't. Because here's the deal, man. You got to tell your software what you're using. You got to know what scope you're using. This is why people have errors. This is why people have problems. So when this guy kind of mocks me and I'm answering one guy and three other people come in because it's Facebook, right? And this is the funny part. So three guys come in and they're all blah, 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 repeating the same old bullshit that I just mentioned. And they're like, hey, dude, um, you know, I'm answering the guy who says that I can't. Oh, wait a minute. I got to do something here. I needed, I, I had to access my stuff, these things. So anyway, the, the, yeah. So these guys, right, are, 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 this guy's mocking me and it's the one who says that I think I can hit the half inch. So I wrote, stupid is as stupid says, meaning to that one guy. But now there's three people in the conversation. This one dude flips the hell out. Excuse me. I'm laughing here, man. He's like, he called me stupid. The wrong guy. He called me stupid. And it's like, man, I did call you stupid, but not you. I called that other guy stupid, but you're kind of stupid too because you're the one ignoring the 5% and selling this old, worn out, it don't matter bullshit. It does matter. Dudes, 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 and girls. Because there's only like three of you. But dudes, 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 and the three girls. It matters. It totally, totally, totally matters. Because you got to know what you have. And you can't interchange them without there being a consequence. That's the point. And why in 2020 would you be giving this half of an answer? Okay, it's 80, 40, 20. So somebody goes somewhere and maybe they get 80% of the information they're looking for. Me as an instructor, I give you 80% of what I'm trying to tell you. And I could do it successfully to say 80%. Well, then you're going to absorb 40 and be able to relay 20%. So that's what you're reading on the internet. You're reading 20% from some of these people who think they know what they're talking about, but it's really only a, a percentage of the issue. Now, if they were giving us 80%, I'd be like, hey, dudes, no problem. 80%, you're good. But they're giving us 20. And they're stupid. I said it again. So this dude's flipping out, like, hilariously. And, and he's like, post after post after post. And I'm not answering him, which drives him even nuts. Because I could have just came on and said, hey, dude, that wasn't for you. That was for that other guy. The one I actually used his name when I answered him. So it wasn't for you. But it was, you know, I'm kind of doing the royal we. You know, when I say we, I really mean me, that kind of deal, you know. And, and um, it just drives you nuts that people are that way. And um, I don't know, man. It's like they're all, like, married to this thing and they want to fight over it. And it's like, dude, you're getting educated here. You're getting a free class on Mills because you're wrong. You only have half the answer. And then, then they're arguing still the finer. It's finer. It's 0.11 inch is. 0.11 one, one 
inches. It's half a quarter click. Half a click difference. So you have a half a click, half a click advantage for that, which means nothing because we're going to dope to the target anyway. You're not finer. You're not hitting closer to center. You're not doing anything outside the normal because we're doping to the middle of a plate. I can hit the little quarter inch dot the same as anybody else. When I zero my rifles, I'm not like, oh, I can't get it in the middle. No, I can get it in the middle. I got no problem putting it in the middle. I like putting it in the middle. It's good to put it in the middle. Nah, I just think it's funny. And, and it, you know, it's not an aggressive rant. It's not a crazy rant. It's just it is thing. But, I mean, my, my biggest deal is, you know, what, what, what's the saying? Something about, you know, if you wanted to, about a fool and, and then if they open their mouth, you know they are. There's a, there's a saying. I don't know what it is. I, I, I broke my brain just kind of laughing so hard with some of this stuff and, and all that going on. I got another thing. So um, what showed up? Two things showed up this week. Went into Mile High. Had to pick up some stuff. I have a Gap 6 GT here. Gap 6 GT, man. I'm ready to roll it. Ready to go. So I got that Manners, the new tunable stock. I actually have the rifle that was in the Manners booth at SHOT Show. The 6 GT with the newest tunable weight system Manners stock. The, the low-cut, really Gucci one that I said was best in show. I'll be going out this weekend with it, guys. It's here. It's ready to roll. I'm going to start doing some video stuff with it. I'm going to start shooting it. Manners is doing a group buy for stocks and things on Sniper's Hide, and there's a raffle going on. So there's a raffle there to win this stock on the hide in the forum. Uh, Tucker's doing it. I'm not quite sure where the link is. I'll have to get with him again to make sure it's actually there because they were kind of like, are you doing it? I'm like, no, I filmed the video. I, I, when I went to SHOT Show, I did that video with uh, Robert Brantley, King of Two Mile. And, um, so that, but this this new manner stock to me is the precision rifle stock, man. Like when we look at what's going on in like PRS, precision rifle, competition, the whole thing, this new tunable stock is as close to, I've asked Tom Manners to get these to the Olympic style rifle stocks and chassis. We want tunable. We want adjustment. Think about the Olympic thing, fundamentals, right? So we want our trigger control and follow through. We need that firing hand. And Taylor did an article on firing hand positions that I'm going to put up this week. But think about that firing hand, right? We, we need to support the task. Bring the rifle into the shoulder pocket. Get that palm of the, uh, the pad of the finger in the middle of the trigger shoe. Down near the bottom, but not at the very bottom on the tip. A lot of guys like to do that very edge it's a little weird, man. Be on the edge and not in the shoe is weird to me. But, hey, man, if it works for you and you're into it, I, I get you. You're trying to use that leverage and in, in, in least amount of movement would be at the very bottom. I'm, 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 I'm tracking with you. But I like to marry up to the shoe, pad of the finger, 90-degree trigger finger, press, break, freeze, let the machine operate, right? You're turning the machine on or turning it on. Press, machine goes on. Firing pin goes forward, hits the primer, work function, bullet goes on to the end, recoil pulse is over, machine is off. Now we reload, okay? So that follow-through, 
So trigger control and follow through. We want these stocks to be able to adjust for that, which that's the next step, getting the grips in a better place, just like uh, Regina talked about. Then, but we want to tune it to balance it. And that's what his tunable system is. He's got the Area 419 Arca rail in the front with the inserted weight system. Pretty shrewd when you think about it. So you got that Arca rail system and not making it any bigger. They're just putting a steel weight system into it. And then he's got the tunable steel weights for the back for the buttstock. So now you can get that balance point right in the middle. So the rifle's going to be doing a lot of the work and not you in these multiple and alternate positions. In alternate positions, I've been talking to Taylor like for three days now, pretty religiously about 2020, getting off our belly, doing a little bit more alternate position stuff and kind of having an element of even the basic class where we we're at the end we get you off your belly and intro you to these alternate positions but how to apply the fundamentals that you just learned in the prone to these alternate positions we he actually sent me a really good video a guy in a class a student I'm watching him you can see me off to the side and I'm going to include this uh probably in something cuz it's it's a good in you you can just see the guy flinch, like uh, he anticipates. And what we tend to see is with trigger control, guys will dry fire one way, and then when they go live, they change and go to another. And it's like, ooh, e blah, you don't want to do that. We want everything to be the same. My trigger control dry firing needs to be the same as my trigger control live firing. It should be seamlessly the same. And, and that's an area that I think a lot of people are, are missing because it's subconscious, right? It's those repetitions, that 9,000 repetitions to build that new positive neural pathway. We got to do it right 9,000 times in order for our brain to then just say, I got it. Now, you guys have more than 9,000 reps, a lot of you, doing it wrong, so that, you know, or actually it's 3,000 for a new one, 9,000 to fix a bad one. I got that maxed up. So if it's 3,000 for a new one and you got to do 9,000 for a bad one, think about how many of you guys out there are doing it wrong. Now you got to do 9,000 perfect reps to clean that error. That's the kind of eraser, you know, Mr. Clean Magic Eraser. You got to scrub that puppy 9,000 times to start over. Then you got to do the three, you know, and that'll get you right. So you did your 3,000 wrong. You probably got 33,000 in the wrong zone now. And now you're going to do 9,000 to fix it. So, ugh, but positional. Going to do a little bit more focusing on these alternate positions and bringing the fundamentals into those so we're not doing two different things, okay? It's, it's absolutely possible to take a rifle like this 6GT, this Gap Manners combo that I have with a tunable weight system, put it on a rear bag or a bag, could be a game changer, could be a Coltac, could be a, a War Horse, a Saracen, Comanche, could be any of the bags out there we see, right? You're going to place that on there and balance it. Then you're going to come in and you still want to have that positive trigger control without the shooter influence that we see because now we shouldn't have to muscle the rifle. You want to get your NPA behind it. 
So you, that's where we square up and we address the obstacle straight on and square coming in, uh, you know, directly at it and not from an angle. You, when you're practicing this stuff and you have a barricade, don't slide in from an angle. Come straight at it. And this is a thing. Um, I saw a post about this with Tyler Payne did it. And it was a good post. I get where Tyler's come from. I like Tyler Payne a lot. I think he's a great shooter, great ambassador to the sport, really good dude, uh, you know. And he was talking about timers and and, and should the, you know, the, the person use a shot timer and should they be using shot timer? And, and his, his argument was if a guy's doing a 90-second stage and it's 10 targets, the guy with 10 hits the fastest is a better shooter. Yeah, there's a pro and con to that. I think there is a a a a um a benefit to using all your time. Okay? Unless they say it's a time game when it's not and you and they're giving you a par, if I'm going to use 89 of my 90 seconds, that's good on me, man. That means I'm getting all my hits, I'm not going faster than I need to. And then you can speed up the better you get. But his 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 point of a shot timer is not a bad point because in alternate positions it's about getting in and setting up that shot and then getting out and moving to the next one and doing it all over again and this is where the tunable stock comes in i'm going to tie all this together all of it together so if I can come in forward on a barricade, put my bag down and know my rifle's going to drop here and it's been tuned to me to balance this rifle, and then I just come in and line up the shot and break that trigger, as long as I can stay married to the rifle, right? I don't want to lift my head, run in the bolt. I want to be as smooth and efficient as possible. Well, how am I going to practice that? Shot timer, dude. Okay. Boop. Buzz the shot timer, go up and get your shot off. You want that first shot to be like within 10 seconds. So here, boop, I like that. That was a cool sound. So here is how we could play that game with a shot timer. You know, I, like I said, I don't necessarily agree 100% with do it as fast as you can. Sure, do it fast. I'm, I'm, I'm you know, with speed is fine, accuracy is final. Boom. So... But I guess, but how do we become faster? What do we have to do to practice that? Well, that's where that shot timer is going to come in and help. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of five-yard move forward, bags on the obstacle, shot off, done, back up, reset. Five yards move forward, shot on the bag, obstacle, shots off, boom. Now I'm consistently doing it in my part-time. Well, now I got to go from shot on my mover, move up, part-time, now drop down to another position, okay? And look at that time. Now you're going to go from forward. You're going to take this in steps, right? I'm going to go from start to first position, get my time. Then from first position to second, get my time. Then from second to third should be pretty easy after that because if I could do first to second, second to third shouldn't be a big deal. But it is a different position, so it's something to practice because I'm going to go move forward, kneeling position, Get my time. Move forward, kneeling to standing. Get my time. Standing back to stand or standing, slide over to standing again. Contrived bullshit, but standing, slide over to standing again. Boom. Then from standing to kneeling, I got to practice. So really, I could practice from zero to barricade, shot one. 
from barricade to next position shot two, and then go from that upper position to the lower position. And now I got them all covered. Shot timer is going to help you with it. Okay. We don't employ the shot timers as much in precision rifle, but he was making a lot of valid points in that post that he had of the benefit of a shot timer. He feels that if there's a tiebreaker in one stage, it should sort of be timed for everything. And, and competition dynamics includes a lot of timings to their events to prevent ties. So they'll use the assault stages because they're timed as the tiebreakers. But there's four there. You know what I mean? So that might be. So match directors, 2020, new season, new stuff, right? Get out of there. I, I, I'm... I'm finishing up. I'm in the final, getting ready for the proof of the book. I added some stuff, wrote a new chapter this week, added some images today. I'm in the final stages, so I'm looking through some old Sniper's Hide images, the cups and the different competitions, and I'm looking at how much movement I had. Like one of them was like that, it, the, the, the 2015, it was the bad, you know, the bad Sniper's Hide cup at the end. But in the beginning, I was to the minute, I ran 200 and something people almost by myself. Um, you know, I had my ROs and everything, but my help got, you know, walked away. Um, and, you know, the stages went flawless. It was near the end and I had to kind of do score and all that crap. But we won't relive that. But the stages were great. Loved my stages. Really good stuff. They all had a bunch of movement. So I'm looking at these and that's sort of the missing element to me where yeah, if you kind of had that par time and you put a little bit more movement in, you you, you kind of can mess with uh, people, you know. And now there was this argument, and I get it from two standpoints. There's the argument that ROs are older and don't want to chase people. I get that. They don't want to move around with a shot timer to get the sound, especially if a guy's suppressed. You know, how do you go? You got to be up with them to get the sound for the timer on some of them. There might be better ones. I don't know. But it's just something to kind of look at because there's a lot of people using stopwatches and whatnot. But that movement becomes hard for ROs. And then the last bit of it is safety. Some of you guys are having a hard time with your rifle safety as it is. When we throw speed into it, that's when the problem's. Like if I want to make you ND to get rid of you, I'm going to make you go as fast as you can't go. Okay, I'm going to push you to speed. Because, and then I'm going to put you on the wrong side. I can make, I can have you shoot support side really friggin' fast. And a problem child will probably have an ND. And I could send them home. We've done it before. It's doable. We know how to do it. it, it it's not like rocket scientists. We can make people make mistakes. And so there, with a clock on them, and I saw this years and years and years and years and years ago at K&M when it was in Florida. Before CORE, Altus, and K&M in Tennessee k &M in Florida, we were at a match. There was a pistol stage under time. Guy, and it was a draw, and a guy clipped his leg going too fast. His first competition, he was on a clock. He had a shot timer at his ear, and he fired before the round came out of the hole, or the, the rifle, or rifle, the handgun came out of the holster. And so there's those elements to it. But I want to put this out for you guys doing your matches. And if you're a match director and listening to this and all that, have, like if it's a two-day match, and, 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 and one days can do this as well, but a two-day match, have two signature stages that are big, that might have a little more time, 
that are going to be memorable. This is how Sniper's Hide competitions were so popular. We always had a signature stage that included a little bit of everything. Uh, a big staple for us down at Rifles Only on the, on the PR1 and 2s are the Saturday morning run. So our classes used to be six days. So you start off on Monday, you do your fundamentals, you do all that in the classroom, you get 100 yards zero. The next day we do our 100 yard drills and start moving out to distance. Then we go to movers and then alternate positions and then all the different stuff, right? On Saturday, we only did one event. And if you ran it really, really fast, it took you 45 minutes, okay? If you were quick, it took you 45 minutes. You did everything in one continuous drill. You started here, you ran down there, you circled around over here, you came across the road over there, you ran up to the tower there, you copped the top of the tower, you did your shots there, you ran down to the short range, you go over there, you did your paper stuff, and then you ended it back at the bunkhouse. So you did a big circle around rifles only to do everything we taught you in one continuous drill. Think about that as a stage, man. Some skills that are kind of combining them in one big stage. You know what I mean? Maybe it's a little more movement. Maybe you take what would normally be three stages and make it one and use all that real estate. So they got to move more. So they're getting a little bit of everything. Have a signature stage. One each day. Okay? Instead of doing 25, do 20 stages. Instead of doing 22, do 20 stages, 10 and 10, 10 one day, 10 the other day. And 9 and 10 could be this one big long thing, just break it up a little bit. Or even if you score it, you could say, well, it's, it's really, there's really only 18 stages, but, but you know, 9 is 2 and, you know, 19 is 2. So that way there, you could say, okay, there's more targets on this last stage. Maybe it's not 10. Maybe it's 18. And you're going to divide it up and say this half is for stage 9. This half is for stage 10. But it's really one stage. And think about how you're, you're presenting these stages to people. What you're asking them to do. Everything should have a reason. You know what I mean? What's the purpose? What are we trying to learn in this stage? Where is the relationship? Like, here's my thing with, like I mention all the time. If you're going to do those cheesy ass floating platforms, you know, the, 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 the plywood on a fucking chain, mount a boat in it. Make them step into a boat, even a canoe. Mount a canoe in the thing and, and make them step into that and have the movement be the water. It's like, okay, if you look at old rifles only stuff, we shot out of boats. We pulled boats across the cow ponds. You shot out of an actual boat. If you want to do the cheesy chain stage, put a boat in it. Bolt it to the plywood. Have them get in and shoot out of the boat. That might have an application for somebody. Using this, the, you know, the gun walls there or whatever they call the sides of a boat. Um, on a rowboat thing, right? Isn't it called something there? You know, whatever the case, a canoe, a boat, something instead of laying prone on, on, on a shaky table. It's like 
gee, mom's got a, a mom's got a swing, you know, a, 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 some kind of hammock swing out there. I could shoot off the hammock or I can shoot off the ground. Like, who's going to pick the hammock? But if you're in a boat, you're in a boat. I mean, stuff, little stuff like that. That's, that's, that's all we're saying. I mean, it's not, you know, the bitches, the rants, the this, the that. It's a 5% error. We're going to call it, five, everything's 5% now. That's my new thing, man, 5%. Like, if I'm bitching about competitors, because I saw somebody said something, well, what's the problem with competitors? It's 5% error. I got a 5% bitch about a lot of stuff. I'm just loud. So my 5% sounds like 50. I'm like the new mainstream media, right? You know, they're talking about 5% of the problems in the U.S. here, and it sounds like a 50% of the world is being affected by it. It's like, nah, dude, this ain't really. You know, Bill Gates, go look at his friggin' infographic chart he had those people make. It's all messed up. So... You know, these are like 5% solutions, but that's what pushes you over the edge. That's what makes you popular. That's what's doing these things the way they're, they're being done and why people remember them for being so much fun. It's like if you're a cookie cutter event, cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter, cookie cutter. It's like, well, he did it over there and everybody liked it over there. So I'm going to do it over here. Yeah, I get it. You know, imitation is a great form of flattery. Have your own signature stage. Use some real estate. Get them off their body. Make them move. Dude, start them out prone. Two shots. Boom, boom. Run them up. Right from there. You're going to drop right from where the RO is. Drop down. Give them a shot. Boom, 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 boom. You're going to get on it. It could be like the dot drill. Sniper's high dot drill. Boom. Drop down. Go over. Boom. Okay, now you're up and you're going to move forward. Give them 5, 10 yards to move forward. Boom, boom, boom. Couple shots over there. Move over. You know, and, and, and move them around. Do like Jacob does. Make them take their mag out on a couple stages. You know, have a mag change. Force a mag change. Mags foul. Mags mess up. People screw things up all the times with mag changes. Change a mag once in a while. You know, you, you, there's so much you can do where it's not same thing over. Because let's face it, man. The guys are already got your course of fires down. Okay, they, they already got everything you're doing. They're practicing it. Flip up, change them up, man. Get them something new. Have them figure out what the heck is happening. And, and just when they think they got it, throw a freaking crazy thing. I was seeing, I saw a video. Um, This was kind of cool. First time I saw it. Um, a video from Altus. They got a reverse KYL where where little holes in the middle get bigger till you really only have like a half inch ring around the outside and all the inside of the plate is hollow. It's kind of cool, right? Flip it up. It had a ton. There was like ten targets on there, and 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 it went from these you know no hole to us to ever bigger hole to it takes up the whole plate where you just kept this little bitty ring around the edge. Cool shit like that. That's thinking outside the box. Go opposite of what everybody else is doing. I mean, there's so many matches, so many things going on. And if you run a one-day event, mix it up. Do it different. Don't do the same thing over. I know it's easier for setup. I know if you put in the same thing in the same place every single time, it makes it like, you know, robotic. They all come out and do it. Change it on them, man. We're trying to validate training. In some people's cases, we're taking the place of training by going to competitions. Okay, it's a cheaper, easier way for them to progress, to get better, to go learn from other people, like a class. But in this case, what are they doing? They're taking, they're shooting a match. 
They're going to improve. They're going to get better. I mean, these guys are shooting mega amounts of competitions. A lot of them. That's why they're getting so good, man. And, and, and that's why targets need to get smaller. You need to mix it up a little bit on them. Give them a big, give them a small. Give them a big, give them a small. You know what I mean? That way there, the new shooter has a bigger plate he can impact on. And he's going to get the hit on a stage. He's not going to zero the stage. But then the targets get progressively harder to hit. So a good shooter might get 8 out of 10. A bad shooter should still get about 4. You know what I mean? And, and, and you do that, distances and target size in your positions. And in the movement. Anyway, that was my thoughts on the subject. I've got all kinds of stuff, like I said, going on here. I'm really digging this uh, this. Uh, Lightfoot knife, man. This is, he's a shark. He's got sharks. Um, it's actually really nice, man. It feels great in my hand. I'm, I'm a fan. And, and, and I end up getting like an anarchy pen too, you know, like, um, one of those, they do those tactical pens. So everybody's got the anarchy pens happening. It's, it's kind of neat. It's got all the little anarchy signs kind of engraved in it. Like, you know, um, uh, Johnny Rotten from the Sex Pistols did it or something. That kind of deal. All right, guys, um, I'm going to get to your questions and comments. we got a lot of stuff. I'm going to be at the range. Weather's starting to change I'm gonna, before next week. Next week's going to be nothing but snow. So I'm going to get to the range on Friday and Saturday, it looks like, all day. So I'm going to get some videos, get some stuff, do some online training lessons for everybody. And, and, and just in general, um, get out there and, and, and play with some of the things that came in after shot, uh, that kind of stuff. I don't know if some of you guys saw on Facebook, I posted my original Sniper's Hide rifle, number three of 50. Um, I, I always took odd numbers, three, 39, 33, stuff like that. I never took one, which is an odd number, but not like how I wanted. I need three. I got that whole like ancient aliens, you know, the power of three thing going on, which ancient aliens, dude, it's getting really good. Like this new season of ancient aliens for like 2020. They've really cleaned up how they're presenting the information. Slick, man. They're bringing it to modern times. They're showing the new... And LiDAR is making such a huge difference. I'm bummed they changed them to Saturday night. I don't think it's doing as great being Saturday night with the um the alien stuff. But um, damn, I'm digging on it. I, I really like... Like the last episode they just did was really good. The one before... The Roswell one when he found that, that you know, mechanics wire the that to the, for the fence... Come on, dude. You found mechanics wire. You know, you didn't find anything from the alien crash. You found mechanics wire. You know, um, if you're on a farm and a ranch, there's mechanics wire everywhere. But anyway, um, other than that episode, I wasn't a big fan of the of the Ro- return to Roswell. Let's do the metal detecting. That, that one wasn't good. But the other ones have been really good. The men in black, they screwed up. We know who the men in black are. You guys are out there listening, right? You're the drivers. You guys are running around. The transport dudes, man, you're the man in black. Who they can go to the website. It shows you. It's like, dude, who's the man in black? It's right there. Just Google them and it comes right up. There's why do they got Intel and counter Intel and that? Why they're not the right counter Intel agencies, but they got it. It's there. Google it. It's their table of organization. It says, hey, the men in black right here. (laughs) So that was funny. But anyway, I really dig in the ancient alien stuff. And thanks, you guys, who are sending me all the alien and Sasquatch things. I'm getting Sasquatch stuff all the time. Uh, that's coming through. There was just a pretty good show on that, too. I have to go back and look at it. But, um, oh, it's Expedition Unknown. 
they've been doing actually some really good stuff on Expedition Unknown. I, I, I like Josh Gates, man. I think that guy does a good job. The D-Day stuff that they did, like digging into the bunkers and going and finding those bunkers, I thought that was really cool. Um, but I like the way Josh Gates kind of approaches things. And even when he's like, he knows like, oh, this isn't really going to be, uh, I don't know about that. And he makes those faces and stuff. But he's a pretty entertaining dude. So I'm a Josh Gates fan as well. I, I've been watching quite a bit and catching up a lot of his stuff. You know, luckily they repeat everything. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being part of the Everyday Sniper Post your questions in the app. Some of you guys with free comment. I appreciate it. But give me a question or something. Don't just write free comment. I mean, it's good. We're getting comments. We need comments. Comments are excellent. But give me a comment. Make a comment. If you don't like this, you don't like that, hey, don't bitch about this. Don't rant about that. Some people said I ranted too much. There was like a a review on iTunes, and they said, I can't stand this guy. He rants too much. Like, I don't know. I'm just animated. I'm a fan, man. I just dig it. I'm I, I'm still jazzed about this stuff. It's changing all the time. There's always something to learn. You know, I'm trying to learn this damn app for the Bose headphones. They suck. Bose, get your shit together. Aggravating. Spent all day just messing around with this damn app, and all it kept doing is connection lost to your device. Connection lost to your device. It's like I'm going to Beats, man. Apple. All right, guys. I'm out. That was from Fuzz.